you and me together together constant companions forever forever talking about things like weather or not oh not take some time out of your week your week listen and then you will see oh you'll see how much you enjoy our show or not or not you're about to experience constant companion hello and welcome to the constant companion podcast I am Dallas. I am one of your co-hosts. We have Connor here as well. Hello, everybody. How are you doing, Connor? You're looking good. Thanks. I got a haircut well this week. I paid. I, for I got it. one too. You got one too? Well, I didn't pay for it. My mom paid for it. She came and visited, and so she made me get a haircut. Yeah, I feel like moms are that way, where moms are more... Okay, I got to say this. My mom has probably been more responsible for the hairstyle I've had for the past 21, 22 years than I have had. Because <laughs> if it were me, I probably would have grown my hair out a long time ago or done something really cool. But, of course, I've just stuck with the short hair. I mean, it's easy to manage, I guess, but um, I don't know. Maybe I'll do some wild things when I get out to college, except I still have to... Since I'm going to be a BYUI, I still have to like uh, conform to the uh, standards or whatever they have. What's the what do they call that? The honor code. The honor code. Oh, good, good. Thing I would not there. want my hair to violate the honor code. <laughs> and my mom would think your hair would be really long, or your hair is really long. Probably because she made me growing up get like a two or a one on the side. I have a and two. Just kind of like get it really short. Oh, but on the top, just get it. Your top down. is like, like a a ten. I don't know. It's like that. That's it. It's really not that long. I've got like Elvis Presley hair. It's beautiful. Dang, dude. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> you appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate that you have good. Hair. Oh, I thought I I thought you were appreciating yourself for thinking yourself or me thinking you. I don't know. Oh, absolutely that too. What about you? Know, you? Has, has there been anything exciting going on this week? I went to the greatest concert like a week ago, almost a week ago. Oh, yeah, you have did. You ever, what did concert was that? Have you heard of Mayday Parade? Yes. Oh, okay. We went to go see them. I can't tell you and one of their songs, but I've heard of them. That's all right. You'll, you'll, if you'll, you'll hear their song, and you'll be like, I know them. Mm. But you won't know the name of it because they have some pretty like obscure. Can you and, like, give me a sample? Names. Katie, don't cry. I know you're trying your hardest, but the hardest part is letting go of the nights we share. Oh, Kelly is calling. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm good. Well, I was into it. I became part of the crowd at that moment. Well, yeah, I'm I'm almost as good um, as they are solo, but whatever. So I went. You to don't that. need them. You don't need them. I don't. You're better off I without. I can just be them. myself. Start my own acapella band or something. I don't know. 
Um, and then I also, my mom came in town. I told you that already. Mm-hmm. We went to this place called Tacanos. I've um, heard of apparently it. It's it always like, looks it's all good. Over. And yeah, it's so good. And they have the greatest mashed potatoes in the entire world. I'm not even lying to you because I make the best mashed potatoes, but theirs is a step up from mine. Okay. That I, takes a that takes a big man to admit that. Yeah, yeah, I'll admit it because theirs was delicious. And for those who don't know, Tacanos, they literally bring meat to your table, slice it off. You just have a little thing. It's on green or red. If it's on green, they'll just keep coming to you. If it's on red, they'll stop. Oh, it's like a Brazilian steakhouse. Yes, that's where, what it is. And they give you twenty different meats. Yes, I and absolutely it's delicious. love those places. I went to one at Myrtle Beach, I think, and it was really they were really expensive, but it was super good. And so, like, it would be, like, filet mignon or prime rib or whatever the heck it was you want. You just – do you have the – did you say you have the little thing you flip for, like, go? Like, I'm yep. hungry. Feed me. Yep. If they shove if it you down have it up, gullet. they just come. And we're just like – they're like, do you want this? I'm like, yep, yep, just keep coming. Just keep coming. And they tried to give us vegetables, like fried vegetables or something. Oh, I'm disgusting. like, I'm not here for the vegetables. Okay, bring me meat. Yeah, they tried to give vegetables me quail eggs when I was at the other one. My mom told me she brought this quail egg. I didn't know it was a quail egg. It was. She said it was mozzarella. That's and disgusting. She's like, I know. She's she's really mean at that moment. She's a really nice person. I love you, Mom. But she th- made me think it was mozzarella, so I took a bite into it, and there was just, just yolk in the <coughs> middle. <coughs> it's making but me it sick, wasn't, dude. It wasn't that It was just like a fried egg or like a, a boiled egg. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't horrible, so... I spit it out. <laughs> it wasn't horrible, was so I spit it out. <laughs> it wasn't horrible, but I'm not there for quail egg. I'm there for Brazilian cooked delicious meat mm. and sirloin steak and chicken, um, chicken hearts, all that good stuff. Mm. Sounds like a sounds like a good so, day. Yeah, it was it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Um, it's the benefits of having your mom come to town. I haven't had anything exciting happen this week, per se. Other, well, we did our podcast last week. That was my big exciting thing. Um, shout out to Dylan Jacobson and uh, Nathan Thorne for their um, their parody review of um, Mountain Loft Apartments and BYUI, because that went viral. And they came to me. Well, not them. I should say Dylan came to me beforehand, and he sent me the original draft of the video, and he said, what do you think of this? And I was like, yeah, it's pretty funny. That's really cool. And then he's like, all right, we're going to post it. That was like a month ago. And then earlier this week, he just, like, texted me. He's like, hey, we put it up. And now, like, two, three days later, it already has, like, 130K views. And I'm like, man, why is it, like, other people on their first attempt at making, like, a video get viral success, yet here we are, like pushing it marketing it as hard as we can and we're lucky if we get you know a hundred views on something you know it's because they're actually funny okay we just that's think true. we're funny that's true but they're they have qual i'm just kidding we're great we're awesome what am i saying dude um but i saw i think it was yesterday or today that the place where they live at where they did the video they're trying to make them take it down Oh really? No, yeah, I didn't like, read they were that. Getting really mad at them. Oh, I bet they um, are. Yeah, but that's their fault for being horrible 
you know, people. Yeah. When and it not comes taking to care service, of the residents. Right. I mean, it is pretty bad if you do have a crack in your TV. I got to admit, that's just bad service in general. And now if who your made washer the crack, and dryer though? don't work. Yeah, that's the real question. Did but they I, throw something at the TV or I don't hit think it or they something? Would be, I don't think they would be that um, – I don't think they'd be that overt about it if it was something that they had done themselves. Yeah, that's I true. mean, knowing them, they're not like that. Yeah. Anyhow, enough of that. Good job, guys. Don't take <laughs> it down. Don't listen to the man. Keep it up. Good work. Use that as a launching pad. You guys are going to be celebrities on BYUI campus. Hey, you're that oh, yeah. guy who complained about your apartment and got really famous because of it. <laughs> I feel like if Dylan Jacobson were to ever get famous for anything, that would be what it would be, complaining about something. Oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> I see so many people commenting on it like, oh, yeah, first world problems, that a big deal. It's like, well, yeah, maybe it's – I mean, but it's still kind of crappy service. I don't care. But If you're paying, you know – You have every to right to complain you. about it. Exactly. But they also exactly. have every right to uh, get made fun of if somebody thinks that they're whining about it. But I still think it's funny. I think it's a clever whining, though. Yeah, if exactly. Just, if they're just ranting on Facebook or something like, oh, my gosh, this is the worst place ever – you know, I might get a little annoyed with it. And here's the thing. But they didn't necessarily think it was going to go viral. They did it for fun. Nobody posts something on Facebook with the intent of it going viral. It was probably yeah. for just a few friends and family to check out, and then it just blew up. So Good for them. Good for them. Anyhow, sorry, we're getting way off track. It's <laughs> it's all good. I just want to put a couple plugs in. Um for some some things that are coming out on Netflix because I'm a big Netflix fan. I love to Netflix and chill, um, the Mormon way, not the the world's way. Um, but coming this month to Netflix, for all those who grew up um, in the '90s and early 2000s, will remember Bill Nye, the Science Guy, and he is coming out with a new show on Netflix called Bill Nye Saves the World. It's coming out on April 21st. And basically, this is like the adult form of Bill Nye the Science Guy. He's going to be doing cool experiences or experiments and stuff, but with, like, famous people, too. And it's going to be pretty pretty dope. I don't know. What are, what are your thoughts on it, Connor? Um, Dallas and I kind of had a conversation about this earlier where I feel like <laughs> and this sounds this sounds kind of mean. I feel like Bill Nye is a pretty well-respected person in the science community. Um, however, sometimes I think he thinks he's way cooler than he actually is. Um, and the extent of my opinions that actually like agree with Bill Nye are I mean I'm sure there's plenty that we do agree on. Obviously, I come from a religious background, so there's going to be some things that I disagree with him on. Um, however, I think it'll be probably a rousing success for him. I think he'll have a good audience. I think a lot of kids who grew up watching him who have matured, who are probably college students now, um, who probably have a lot of the same views, are probably going to look favorably upon it. So it'll probably do pretty well on Netflix, I think. Yeah, I think so. You know, I think it'll be good entertainment, even though if we don't agree with everything that he says or does. Um, it'll still be fun to watch, I think. Also, we have another controversial show coming on called Dear White People. Have you seen this trailer, Connor? Oh, think, my gosh. Okay, you tell me your interpretation of it. My interpretation is that this is just going to be a bash 
on white people or mm-hmm. those that just like oppose or not necessarily oppose but aren't necessarily like always respectful of black people um mm-hmm. but by them coming out of this it's also them not being very respectful of the white um community at large community yeah and so you know maybe maybe i'm just interpreting this wrong but that's that's just what i got from like the trailer i saw okay i'll say this i feel like the trailer edits is edited in a certain way that it doesn't necessarily highlight how it how the series i guess is going to go in the future i don't I haven't really watched much of this. I've only read articles on it. From what I understand, um, it does highlight this community of people who um, are against, I guess, the the whole, uh, what do they call it? White, white, not supremacy, um, privilege. So it highlights like white privilege or what they, you know, interpret white privilege as. But at the same time, it also highlights kind of the ridiculousness of both sides of this big argument about racism and stuff. So it talks about racism against blacks, but it also talks about racism against whites. And it kind of highlights how those communities react to this radio show that this girl um, runs. And I guess the characters kind of evolve at some point in the show and they kind of get over these things and they start to realize that they have more in common than they have um different from each other and so I feel that there's probably a better message out there that they could that they are taking from this but they aren't putting it out there in their marketing campaign they are running a very controversial marketing campaign and I think unless you actually sit there and watch it and like I said I haven't even watched it so I don't know how off the rails it goes in either direction um, so unless you sit down there and, and watch it I can't give it a fair judgment or a fair shake I hope it's better than what it's perceived to be, but I don't know. I just know that if I were in charge of marketing, I would not have gone the way they did with editing their trailers for it. Oh, I 100% agree. And and if you remember, like, the quote from Morgan Freeman where it says the best way to, like, end racism is to stop talking about it. You know, I'm 100% against racism in any form. I am not for it. Um, but there comes a point where it just gets ridiculous where they're just constantly talking about the black lives matter movements, all these different movements that are going on, um, where they're just focusing on the negativity of it, not really focusing on, on the positives that are coming out. Like I'm sure there's, there are those communities and groups that are racist and are Mm -hmm. constantly against them, but that's not a majority. I feel like as a, as a, a nation, um, we're definitely moving in the right direction. Um, and we don't necessarily all have those feelings. There's, yeah, there's definitely a microscope on this issue in particular. Not that it doesn't exist. It will always exist. It's never going oh, to yeah. fully go away um, as much as we might want it to in any community. Um, but I think it's something that we focus way too much on and we're very aggressive about and we label things that wouldn't necessarily be like you know that shouldn't be interpreted in, sorry interpreted as that um but because of the culture in which we live i think everything is based on this very social perspective where 
we don't really look at things from an economic standpoint or from a practical standpoint. We look at everything from the social standpoint in what is ethical and what is not ethical, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but sometimes I think it get get out of hand when it comes to, you know, freedom of speech or um, freedom of uh, just really being able to associate or freedom of press, you know, all these different things that have been... Um, I'm trying to think of how to phrase it without offending people. <laughs> but I guess I shouldn't really worry about that because, like I said, it's all about freedom of speech. Um, it really constricts a lot of people from expressing their views in a way that they want to because they're afraid they'll be interpreted as racist or sexist or whatever. Anyhow, sorry, enough about that. No, you're good. All right, on a lighter note, just real quickly, there's two major movies that we want to focus on that are coming on April. Um, the first is fa uh, Fate, of, Fate of the Furious, um, which is coming out April 14th. And the second one, I, I just heard about today, actually, called Born in China. It's a documentary <laughs> that Disney's putting out t highlighting the different animals and species in China. Mm -hmm. um, the first thing I want to say, though, about Fate, in the, Fate of the Furious, I heard a theory, um, and I'm sure... My friend Robbie, he's a big, big-time fan of this, but um, that Dom from the, the, the new movie, there might be a crossover with Terminator, and he might actually be a Terminator. I don't know if this is true, because you can see the, the difference um, in his actions in the trailer um, of this movie as compared to his actions in the other movies. It's like, it's like a 180. It's a complete turn. Um, and so I don't know. I don't know if it's truth or not. We'll put a link um, to the video I saw. I don't. What is your opinion on this? Do you think? Mo this well, could this be is real? coming from More Bros Reviews, right? One of the guys from More Bros yeah, Reviews exactly. who, we, who yep. we sat down with uh, um, back in either December or January, I think. So you guys can go mm -hmm. check that out if you want to. If you want to um, try to figure out if their opinion is valid or not. However, um, for that to be a crossover. I from the little I've seen of Fast and the Furious seems like a long shot, but there are also all sorts of theories that do hold a lot of water that feel like long shots when you first hear them, like the Jar Jar Binks Sith Lord theory, but when you actually sit there and read it, it makes way more sense. So I'm not going to um, accept or deny the possibility of this being a Terminator crossover. Mm -hmm. I feel like yeah. it would be... I feel like my interest in Fast and the Furious as well as Terminator would go up very high if this was actually true. I, I think so too. And this is this you know, this is the, the year of crossover movies though. You know, with Split It's and, Yeah, it's true. And Unbreakable. It's very true. Spoiler alert. And so <laughs> Oh, whoops. We're already talking about it's okay, our other it's episodes. Okay. So um, it could no, be I, think I don't know. True. Everything um, and on is having its own universe all of a sudden. They have that exactly. new Marvel or not. They have Marvel, of course. They have DC. They also have the new Universal Monster Universe. They're starting with the new Mummy movie, and that's going to yep. be a whole universe of different movies. All sorts of stuff. You know, it's, it's good. So it's not soon. out of the question. Pretty soon the Avengers and the Power Rangers are going to be in the same universe. Soon um, every so movie we'll universe see. will come together into one. That would be the coolest thing ever 
if I want they that just had made one major movie where all these different movies came together I want into the same universe. Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, Marvel, and like I'm trying to maybe Harry Potter just to have a big mm-hmm. movie together. That would be amazing. I would pay for that. But on a lighter note, Born in China, if you like pandas and cute furry animals, you'll like this movie, I think. <laughs> From the little I saw of the trailer, it looks pretty dope. If you're um, into Animal Planet or if you liked March of the Penguins, that was Disney, right? I think so, yeah. It's another nature documentary. Nature doc. It's a one of a kind. I don't think more Morgan Freeman's uh, narrating it, but it'll still be all right. Yeah. Interesting interview with the guy talking about how hard it was to get some of the shots. Anyhow. One of a kind. One of a kind. This is something – sorry, guys. I know we've, we've never done this before, but this was something we wanted to talk about because we originally started out as a pop culture entertainment type podcast – and then we did it, and we just thought it didn't work as a full podcast. So we Dallas introduced the idea of starting um, this little thing at the beginning where we talk about some of these things we're looking forward to, and I kind we'll see how it goes. Um, but we're gonna jump into our discussion this week. We know this is gonna seem like a pretty jarring um, transition, but this week we're actually talking about dreams, the interpretation of dreams, as well as our own dreams, um, and. I want to ask you, Dallas, because you obviously have done some research. We both did a bit of research this week on what dreams are, what they mean, and then we're going to talk about some of our personal dreams. So what are some of these things you've stumbled upon? I think, like, for a lot of us, there's, like, a recurring theme in our dreams or recurring um, things we see in our dreams or things we experience. Um, So there's a website... Uh, there's an article I came across from the Huffington Post that kind of shows like 14 common dreams or symbols and why they're why they're important. I won't share all of them, um, but some that like I see a lot. Um, I have a lot of water in my dream, and so this, like they say here that like it depends on the quality of the water, um, whether it's clear or cloudy, calm or turbulent, which can give you more insight. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it talks a lot, like water represents more of our emotions, of our unconscious mind. Um, and so that's kind of one thing that they have. And then another one that always um, occurs in my dream is I always am in this house. And this house has rooms I'm familiar with. Mm-hmm. But as I go and I walk around the corner, all of a sudden I'm in another room that I'm not familiar with. Have you had this happen? Um, I've definitely, well, I don't know if I'd say I've had dream where I'm in a house like that. I've definitely had dreams mm-hmm. where I transition from one place to another kind of instantaneously, like, like I'll be in a completely different place and setting with like no mental recognition of that until maybe after I wake up that the dream just changed. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That's but go ahead, go ahead. What's interesting about like my dreams though is I'm always, I always start in my grandparents' house, and then as I turn the corner, all of a sudden I'm into my aunt's house, and I'm up on a balcony. I'm overlooking a balcony, and there's no railing, and I just fall over. I don't know what this means. So, that's that's another common thing that a lot of people have though. Like they're in this mansion, they're exploring it, and they're 
new rooms. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it all means. Um, but but on the Huffington Post article, it says that these different rooms or different levels may like relate to um, the different aspects of our the individual dreamer or the different degrees of consciousness they have. Mm-hmm. Um, also, can relate to different thoughts or feelings you're having. So, I thought that was interesting. I think that's. I find it interesting that you say that every one of your dreams starts out in your grandparents' house. Are you talking every about of, of this dreams, reoccurring dream specifically? Every one of the dreams where I'm in a like a house or a building always starts in my grandparents' house. Oh, I gotcha. That's what I was trying to say. Sorry. Um, it's funny because I've had a lot of dreams at my grandparents' house as well as my own house. Um, in fact, I told a dream. You can go back I, on our YouTube. You can see it. My dream about the zombie. And that always took place in my house. It was a reoccurring dream where the zombie would come into my house. And I would always walk out into the living room and plant my face in the pillows on the couch. And it happened like every night for weeks. And I would hear him walk up the stairs and he would throw this hatchet in my back. And I would always wake up. And that was like for weeks I had that dream. But it wasn't until I conquered my fear of facing the zombie and everything that it actually befriended me. And you can, Like I said, you can see all that in another video. I don't want to jump too deep into it. But I find that to be a really interesting dream because as a kid, I feel like a lot of my dreams were much more exciting and elaborate and feel like I could take a lot more from those dreams than I can from my dreams now. Oh, yeah. Like generally, it's like a one-to-one ratio today of what I dream about, it's usually something I carry over from my day that happens in my dream, like stress or somebody I was talking to or thinking about or whatever just appears in my dream. Whereas when I was a kid, it felt like it was a lot more random with the things that appeared in my dream. Yeah, definitely. I I agree with that too. My dreams now are a lot more structured than they were back um, when I was a kid. Where as a kid, I would be like, I would have all these crazy dreams. I'd, I'll tell a story later on about a skeleton that chased me and tore <laughs> out my heart. You know, I don't have those dreams anymore. Um, another thing that it says here, that people have dreams of flying. Have you ever had a dream of flying? I don't think so. I've ever. never had a dream of flying either. But, like, a lot of people I talk to, they can fly in their dreams. I, do. I don't know why. I, you know, I hear that that's a common dream to have. My mom told me she had this one dream where she had, like, this little magic carpet in her room. And she would fly around on this magic carpet. And she said she would sit, like, cross-legged on it. And there would be some, like, Arabic music that would start playing. And she would start <laughs> flying around the room. Or something like that. And I haven't had a dream like that. Although I do remember having a dream. This isn't really similar in the sense that I was flying. But... I went downstairs into my house. Of course, this happened when I was a kid. And we had a Dora the Explorer themed roller coaster in our basement. However, um, it was like instead of sitting in a cart, there were just these bars you hung from. And you just gripped the bars. And you there's like a hole cut out of our wall. And when you instead of like walking outside and it'd be outside it was like the house was flying in the sky and so like you'd hold on to the bars and it would take you like all around the house like outside and inside but if you gripped a, you know if you let go you would always fall off i had a lot of dreams of like amusement parks and things i'll get into one later but yeah hmm that's the closest thing i've had to like a flying dream so so maybe the reasons we don't have flying dreams um because it says people that have flying dreams are often confident and able to achieve their goals. 
Are we achieving our goals? I think we might be, but I don't think we're confident about it. So we need the confidence part is what you're saying. When it comes to this podcast, I didn't think we were even going to get to this point where we have roughly around 60 listeners an episode. I didn't think we'd even get that far, frankly. You need to be more confident so you can exactly. fly in your dreams. I want to fly in my dreams, man. <laughs> I'd be way more. Maybe that's what we need to do. Instead of being confident for like the things that we want to occur in real life, we just need to be confident for the fact that we want to be able to fly in our dreams. Yes. That's what I'm thinking. I want that too. I, I want it to be – have you seen the episode of the, the Office where Dwight Schrute is playing Second Life? Mm-hmm. And he fly his, – his his thing flies through <laughs> the air? That's what I want my dreams to be like. I want to just, just fly through I the air. I think you could just buy Second Life. Second Life well, I already VR, have a life dude. though. Yeah, I guess – I don't have time for a second one. No, I don't either. <laughs> I barely have time for my dream life, so <laughs> I can't even fly in my dreams, so whatever. Goodness gracious. Oh, jeez. So those are some of the common themes and symbols we see in our dreams. Um, um, I wanted to read some from a study I found, actually. Okay. Um, so along with that, uh, there's a study by um, Delhi Technological University in India by Atif Zubair. I apologize if I'm pronouncing that incorrectly. Uh, it's six surprising things that can influence your dreams. So these are like outside factors, I guess kind of like the other one. Um, one thing I found interesting is, I'll just read a few just headlines of these. Um, okay, this one is, nightmares can be shared which I've heard about, and I'll talk about that in a second. Genes influence your nightmares. I'm not talking about denim. I'm talking about the ones you inherit from your parents. Not hand-me-downs, but like scientific genes. Um, the Earth's magnetic field triggers weird dreams, supposedly. Um, black and white television gives you black and white dreams. Really? Apparently. Um, I'll just read this. It says, Other studies have shown that since the 1960s, 83% of the population dreams in color, a timeline that coincides with the advent of color TV. Where it says, back in, I guess, um, Okay, it says, Muzin found that her respondents aged 55 and over had colorless dreams 20% of the time, leading her to believe that children were exposed to black and white film and TV from the ages 3 to 10 are more likely to dream in grayscale throughout their life. Interesting. Um, also, different cheeses, so if you are a cheese connoisseur, um, oh, yeah. can affect your dreams. This might be a bit hard to digest, but it's, that's a pun, I think. But a study has found that different types of cheeses can affect your dreams. All cheeses contain an amino acid called uh, tryptophan, and I'm pronouncing that wrong, um, which is helpful in normalizing sleep and reduces stress levels. Um, really? However, the British Cheese Board discovered that subjects who normally ate cheddar cheese dreamt more about celebrities. The people who ate blue cheese experienced bizarre dreams. Um, Cheshire gave the best night's sleep, but it caused dreamlessness. The people who ate red Lancashire, Lancashire had nostalgic dreams about their families and childhood. 
and the ones who ate blue Lackenshire um, mostly dreamt about their work. Really? It's all in the I, cheese, well, man. Really, it is in the cheese. Also, I heard um, that apple juice gives you more vivid dreams. If you really? drink apple juice before you go to bed, it gives you like really vivid dreams because it in- increases the production of neurotransmitters in the brain. Is what wow, it? What the, dude. What it is? I don't know if it's true. I've done it before actually, and it's worked some of the time. Um, and so I always drink apple juice before I go to bed. That's awesome. And also it says what you hear and smell influences your dreams, which is obvious because that has definitely been in my dreams where I have heard something going on and it's occurred in my dream, but from maybe somebody else or in a different type of setting, or maybe it's even something I hear, but I'm aware of in the dream, but it's not, it's affecting some things. I don't know. Hmm. Um, However, I wanted to talk about some dreams that we've had and I want our dreams to be interpreted Actually, Dallas came up with this. There, we recently stumbled upon a a dream interpreter. Why don't you explain that to us real quick, Dallas? Definitely. So the website's called whatyourdreamsmean.com. And basically what you do is you type in this box um, like a dream you had, and it will come up with all like the key words um, or phrases you had in your dream, and it will give you what each of them mean. Um, specifically so like um, one of mine I'll just share a quick one real quick Um, I was in a pool a swimming pool and I knew there was something in the pool I didn't know what I was looking around and the water was kind of distorted and and I saw this this blob coming towards me and I'm thinking, what is this? And I'm thinking, why is it coming to me? All of the sudden, this whale emerges. <laughs> I thought whale. it was going to be something else entirely, honestly. Sorry, no. go ahead. This killer whale emerges from the water and starts chasing me. And all of a sudden, these sharks and these dolphins start chasing me too. In the water. And so... I'm freaking out. I'm flapping all over the place. I'm not a good swimmer. So I try to get over, and right as it's about to eat me, I wake up. Okay? And so a couple of the key phrases I got, all right, so I typed in, pool is the first one because I was in a pool. And it says, your emotional pool. Are you Mm. containing or hiding in your emotions? Could even symbolize something you may want to dive into sometimes referring to the dating pool I could probably do better at the dating pool actually um, and maybe the okay and then the, the whales. whales your wife <laughs> don't call her that that's what you called her dude you dreamt about it I did I, that doesn't mean that they're no okay let me just explain what the whales mean it says a whale of an issue a whale of an accomplishment a whale of an opportunity a whale of a wife a whale a wife can also represent your abilities to survive an emotional situation or wife and then swimming Mm -hmm. your ability to handle an emotional situation so while I'm swimming and the whales are there am I able to handle them no because it was about to eat me Mm -hmm. before I woke up 
Which brings another point. Do you die if you die in your dreams? You mean do you die in real life? Yes. Well, seeing as I'm still alive from multiple deaths in dreams, <laughs> I'm going to guess that's probably false. <laughs> okay, it's just an urban legend. You tell me. I don't know. So that's my interpretation. I don't know what what is what is your interpretation of this interpretation? I think it's I don't think it's completely inaccurate. I feel like when there's dreams that lack context, like here's the thing. I feel like there's some interpretation that's total BS. I think most interpretation is probably BS cuz I think dreams are just kind of wacky and weird and could mean a number of things if anything at all. But I do think there are dreams like that where I feel like if I were to dream about something scary, I'm obviously stressed out. So I think you could look at these things and you could tie them back to something that influenced them. Like I have nightmares about, like I said, the zombie because I'm scared of the zombie because it stressed me out. I was having stress that night, so I dreamt of that zombie because that's what my mind was thinking of. So maybe that is what it goes back to. So I think saying the whale is something that, what was it? What was the whale again? A whale of emotion or a whale right. of whatever. So I don't think it's completely inaccurate. I think the, mm -hmm. I think when I think of being in a pool, I think of being like helpless almost cuz I'm trying to swim like I got to I don't know, like you're cut off from any sort of land or you lack the ability to keep yourself afloat. I don't know. I feel like in a dream I my abilities to keep myself alive like downgrade dramatically <laughs> mm -hmm. like all of a sudden i only have like 15 percent of control over my body in my dreams there have been very few yeah. dreams where i was actually like lucid and knew where i can think of one dream where i was ever lucid and it was in this dream where i was in like this i was in a gas station and there were some robbers and everything was in like grand theft auto style and <laughs> i oh remember i realized in the dream that I was in a dream and I'm like, you know what? I can just summon a crowbar. I don't know why I decided to summon a crowbar of all things, but I'm like, I could just beat these guys senseless. And so I did in my dream. I just beat them senseless. And instead of being a nightmare anymore, it just became this really cool dream. That's the only time that's ever happened to me ever. Sorry. That's, I'm getting that's, off subject. That's dope. No, you're good. While you were talking, um, I looked up some Yahoo answers and, and someone had the same question I just had. Um, one guy said it's not true. You won't die if you die in your dream. But another person made a good point. Okay, let's she hear She said, if you died in your dream and then died in real life, how would we know that you died from your dream? You know what I'm saying? Like, how would we be able to determine that your dream caused your death? Or was it just a heart attack or whatever? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I gotcha. Does that make that, sense? I don't know. That does make sense. So there are select cases where that does happen. But we don't really know. But we don't really know. But there's always there essentially there's the potential that that happens. Correct? There's a potential, yes. Um will we ever know? I don't know. Anything else <laughs> that you'd like to share? I got one more, just real quick. Okay, go for it. I remember um, as a young child, around the age of four or five, having a dream about this corpse that was following me. I was basically in hell, okay? And I was just hell, and there's these metal, like, railings, and you just walk around hell. And I hear it's warm all of a sudden, around this time of year. It, it was pretty warm, and I see this skeleton man, 
And I remember the skeleton man because I saw a play that had a skeleton in the play. Dressed up in one of those black suits with the <laughs> skeleton outline stuff. Okay? This skeleton started chasing me. So I run out of hell. I don't know how I got out of hell, but I did. And I ran into my backyard. And all of a sudden, this corpse, this dead body, this skeleton attacks me with a knife. And he brings the knife to my heart. And he just starts going down and ripping my chest open. I don't feel a thing, though. I don't feel a thing. I'm just fine with it, I guess, or something. I don't know. All of a sudden, all you can see is just my heart just beating right there mm-hmm. on my chest. And then I woke up. What does this mean? <laughs> I feel like this is very similar to my zombie dream. I, He's I think probably so. friends with the zombie. He probably if is. If you befriended him, I bet he would have helped you if you would yell "kill me" in your dream, and he would probably have been. He would have evolved into some red monster like mine did. They're like Pokemon. It's got you. It's just collect the them digital all. Digital world and Digimon. It's the same sort of yes. thing. It's like the metaverse. I agree with that. You just collect them all, and they'll just be your friends forever. We have to collect the things in our. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Yes, it does. But in in real life, what she what this person's saying is that it may be skeletons in my closet. And as oh. four years old, what what are skeletons in my closet? I think I stole a uh, a chain from my friend once, just a chain that connects to each other and stuff. And so I stole that once. And I never <laughs> gave it back, and I still feel bad for it to this day. Did you ever borrow um, any movies or games from a friend and never return them back? Maybe Pokemon cards, but that was about it, actually. Um, Pretty clean. So, head. yeah, but 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 when he rips open my heart, though, mm-hmm. the heart represents your feelings or your love for somebody, is what this is saying. But if there's something wrong with the heart, such as a heart attack or I guess me getting ripped open, mm-hmm. um, it's likely connected to a heartache or broken heart. And I know exactly what it is now. I was thinking about it, and I know what it is. Lay it okay? on me. I was in kindergarten. There was this girl who was in fifth grade. Um, her name was was Mary Jane. Mary Jane the Cougar. That's just a quote-unquote, um, not a real name. <laughs> okay, gotcha. But I remember her. She was a blonde. She was cute, okay? And I remember I liked her. And I remember going up to her at lunch one day and be like, Mary Jane, <laughs> I love you so much. You're so cute. Do you want to be my girlfriend? And that was the first time I got rejected. Mm. I don't know if it's against the law for a fifth grader to, to date a kindergartner. Should be. Or what? It should be. There needs to be some law, so I don't even pursue it in the future. What was her response um, exactly? She said, quote, unquote, Oh, you're so sweet, but ah, you're too young for me, homeboy. She sounds like she was from the ghetto. You probably dodged a bullet there, dude. I probably did. In the (laughs) ghetto of Round Rock, Texas, right by Austin, Texas. Yeah. Mm, Yeah. So maybe it was a good thing. Maybe. I remember her and this other friend were always together, and it was really embarrassing because the friend was laughing while I was asking her out, and it was horrible. Needless to say, she ripped your heart out like the skeleton. She's the skeleton 
in my closet. Well, she's not in my closet. She's at school, and she's ripping my heart out. Mm. First time rejected. Interesting. I have a dream okay, that I it. had interpreted by the same because I think this is a woman who interprets dreams and she created this system to interpret dreams for you or at least certain elements of your dream. Yeah, so, she looks like she looks like a 30-year-old or 40-year-old redhead. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like there's so many episodes like so many things we could talk about with dreams. We might even do another episode later following up on this at some point. I would love to because I feel like there's so many more I could touch on. But this one in particular sticks out to me for no discernible reason. Um, So when I was in first grade, I got to give a little pretext. Um, I had this bus driver I I loved named Barb. And I remember on the very first day of school for kindergarten, we went onto the bus, me and my mom, because they were like showing the kids what it's like to ride a school bus. And it was back in the 90s and Pokemon was really popular. And she mentioned, she's like, now just make sure not to bring on your Pokeballs because one of these times I had a Pokeball run under my brake pedal and I couldn't stop the bus. What? (laughs) And I thought it was hilarious. And so from that day forward, me and Barb were good friends. And so me and my friend Cody would get on the bus every day and we would talk to Barb and make jokes and she was like a really good friend. Anyhow, one day I had this dream and I woke up and I went outside. It was like six in the morning. I look outside the window and I see that there's like a lake in our backyard. Um, and we don't have a lake in our backyard. We have a cornfield. And I'm just kind of like looking through it. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a dinosaur, like a, is it brontosauruses that have the really long necks? Is that what they are? You're thinking of the stegosaurus. I don't think it's a stegosaurus. Okay, then I don't Well, know. I'm just going to call them long necks, like in Land Before Time, because I'm really terrible with dinosaur names. Anyhow, a long neck raises its head, kind of like Nessie. I guess it was probably more like a Loch Ness monster than it was a dinosaur. But anyhow, yeah, it, it is raises its neck out of the water. And I remember the water, like, cascading down it. And me just, like, looking, like, drinking a cup of milk, looking out my window at this thing. And it gets out. And all of a sudden, I know that it's just angry and it's going to come straight for me, even though it's, I don't know, 100 feet off. So I, like, grab my lunch. I run out the door. I go out into our driveway. And all of a sudden, it was like a movie. I remember Barb pulls up into the driveway. She pulls open the bus door and she's just like get in kids and so we run into the bus and she reverses out of our driveway gets on the road gets going and i remember like all the kids on the bus are like on the backs of their seats looking at the emergency exit door and this thing is chasing us but i mean it's on its legs so i guess it is more like a dinosaur anyhow finally we get to i don't know a mile out and then all of a sudden everything just goes black and the thing stepped on us and killed us and i woke up and i was oh always gosh. i've always wondered why the heck i had that dream and so here is what i had told to me so what it means to die it says change the old dying off in order to make way for the new the end of an issue or relationship i do not With remember Barb. Right. I do not remember where in my relationship and Barb this was because I remember one day, the next year probably, Barb was not my bus driver anymore. Never saw Barb ever in my life again. So that could be what that was referring to. 
buses. Now, this is interesting. It says, one of the slowest means of getting from point A to point B. Are things going slowly for you? Can also symbolize conforming, going along with the masses. If if missing a bus may be... Okay, I didn't miss the bus. Um, it says, a bus is also a multi-passenger vehicle, so it may reflect a direction you are headed where others are involved as well. So, me and all of these kids are headed for sudden doom. I assume, at some point in our life. Um, From the Pokemon ball. Dinosaurs. Okay, here we go. Something from your past that you thought was extinct may be resurfacing. Whatever this old issue or behavior is your dream is showing it to you in the form of a dinosaur to let you know it does not belong in your present. Hmm. Something from the past. I don't know what that would be because, I, like I said, I was in kindergarten at the time. So ch- being chased... Um, it says you are running from some issue or confrontation in waking life. What or whom are you avoiding? Is it something from your past you don't want to deal with? Is it a secret secret you don't want to expose? Is it a commitment you were trying to get out of? Um, also, I think that's it actually. Um, so I there must have been an issue I was running from as a kid, and. One of the things I remember being really scared to do as a kid was go to my friend's house. I was afraid of going to his house, having to walk around the block, having to, he was only five houses down the street, but I literally remember like talking to neighbors, trying to figure out where he lived and being so confused. They're like, oh yeah, he's just like a block down. And at the time I had no idea what a block meant. And I remember being scared of ever trying to go to my friend's house. So maybe that had to do with it because the whole dream took place in my neighborhood i don't know dude that's just my rough interpretation of that dream wow what do you think you know what i'm i'm thinking the exact same thing you're running you're running from your friend you're scared of your friend you know what's funny as much as i remember students being on that bus this kid who lives five streets down kid this kid who i always associate with barb because we were good friends with barb he wasn't in the dream was he the dinosaur was he (gasps) mad at me because i wasn't going to his house because i was what he thought was me avoiding him even though i was just too scared oh my gosh that's intense he was maybe i think it is i think it is that's what it is 100 100 i wonder what the lake meant though i feel like that meant something Maybe the emotions of that you were feeling. The tears that um, were shed the day the that tears. I went to go find his house and couldn't find it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it so the he, became bur- <gasps> he became buried by my emotions. That's why I was too scared to go to his house because of my own emotions. That's why he came out of the lake. Yes, we figured it. Thank you, dude. Thank Dude, this you. This is why we do this. Thank you, whatyourdreamsmean.com or whatever the heck this is called. I forget what the name of this lady is. I got to go back and check because I have to. I owe all this to her. Does she even have her name on this? <laughs> she, um, she just says she was on the Dr. Oz, the Katie Cork show, the Steve Harvey show, The View, Good Morning America, the Today Show. I feel like this lady's lying. Because she doesn't even list what her name is. Yeah, what is her name? Lori. Lori. 
Lori. Lori. Yep. Lori's new dream book. She, uh, there's a little ad down here for. I don't know about this. Phone dream sessions. Set up a That's, private one-on-one no. -on -one phone session with Lori. That's a little sketchy. Don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think. I don't think we think. I the feel same like thing this site she's may not be what we think it is. Lori Lowenberg is her name. Gotcha. She's Thank a you, dream Lori expert Lohenberg. and author. You should come on our next dream podcast. I'm too scared of her. Let's not have her on. Let's not have her on. Yeah, me too. I don't want her to, kind of to judge me or interpret me. Um. Okay, so real quick, we're going to finish out. We have one more segment for you guys. This is a snack attack. As far as I, I'm not skipping anything, am I, Dallas? Nope, you're good. Okay, snack attack. This goes back to when I was a kid, when I couldn't sleep, and I was having a rough time trying to go to bed. I would go to my mom, and she would make me this drink. And when I got older, I used to, well, not really older, when I got like a year older. So I was probably like three at the time. And when I was four, I found out how to make it myself. And I thought I was a genius because not only would I um, make this drink, but I had my own added ingredients to it. So essentially, you want to get to bed. Everybody says you should make a warm cup of milk. Who wants to drink warm milk? That sounds disgusting. You could do hot chocolate, but sometimes hot chocolate is a big powdery mess. So what you've got to do is you want to make the vanilla version of hot chocolate. And so you go and you get a bit of vanilla extract, of like one or two drops max, and you put it into a, like a mug with your milk, and then you stir it around, and then you microwave it for like a minute, minute 15 seconds till it's nice and warm. Um, you don't want it to be too hot. And then if you want to, well, you probably should add a bit of sugar just for a little bit of sweetener and you stir it up. Now, it's not a dream quite yet. You have to add purple food coloring to it. This was my own added ingredient as a kid. And I used to make it for my sisters, and we dubbed it Purple Dream when we were toddlers. Ooh. And it's actually a decent drink. It's just like vanilla milk, just hot. It's like vanilla hot chocolate, if there was ever such a thing. Interesting. Without the chocolate. Purple Dream. You should try it out. It's my own creation. Um... Make sure to write in your opinions of it. Um, do you have anything else you'd like to share, Dallas? Yes. In relation to Purple Dreams, there's also one I call Purple Dreams, which is grape soda and ice cream put together. It's like a root beer float, but a grape soda float. Do you really had something you called Purple Dreams? Yep, and it's That's delicious. That's awesome. It is delicious. So Dang, that's dude. all I have to say about that. We must be connected through our dreams or something. I think we are. I think we are. We probably had a dream that inspired us to do this. Just last night, actually. Yeah. So uh, that's going to be the end of the podcast for this week, guys. Thank you for tuning in. If you have any comments, if you want to suggest any changes or suggest um, uh, segments you would like us to have or even guests, you can always write to us at constantcompodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, 
Podbean, YouTube, you name it, you can probably find us there. Um, we oh, encourage also, you. Go ahead. Also, check out our brand new spanking awesome website. Yes, please. Okay. ConstantCompanionPodcast.com. It looks dope. Connor did it. Just kidding. We both did we it. We both did it. And it looks dope. So you can also contact us on there, find our past episodes, anything you want to do. We love you. Um, we encourage you to leave a rating on iTunes. Like we always say, be honest with your review. If you think it was five stars, that's fantastic. If you think it was zero stars, that's cool too. Um, just leave a, a review for us so that we can know how to improve ourselves. We have some guests in the works coming. Exciting guests. We have to make sure that we have everything um, lined up uh, according to guidelines in order to feature them, though. So we will see how that goes. Thank you guys so much for listening. As always, we are your constant companion wherever you go. Thank you, everybody, and have a good night. Good night. Take some time out of your week. Your week. Listen, and then you will see. Oh, you'll see. How much you enjoy our show. Or not. Or not. You're about to experience Constant Companion.